0: be right back guys i'm gonna chuck myself out the window yo we just literally spent 30 minutes yeah. in this very in-depthual conversation <laughs> about what it means or what it's like to be in a relationship with another adoptee and like the pros and cons of it mm. and it's just <laughs>
1: it's a bummer because we didn't press record
0: i know and that's never that actually... hasn't happened to us and i'm very i don't think ever really
1: but i actually kind of want to pause on that yeah yeah I was thinking maybe we could do that next week because I really like where you where you were going just now, if that's okay. Like, kind of loyalty. I
0: think we should just go with that because if we go with that next week... Um, You'll think on it. Yeah, and I don't want to okay, think on okay, it. Okay. A lot of this is just coming out very pure, very like raw, okay. real, and just blunt that. and honest, to okay. be honest.
1: So, really quick, let me just... Pose a question. Yes, but I just want to thank people for because that's what we did in the last one. Oh, yeah. I just really want to take a minute to thank everybody who's been listening, who's been interacting with us, whether it be text message or email or phone call or Instagram or TikTok or anything. Um, it's been really nice hearing feedback, whether it's cool feedback, whether it's stuff you don't agree with, um, whether it's suggestions and that's been really cool. Yeah. From, from the, honestly,
0: from, from me personally, from the bottom of my heart, like I am truly, truly, truly grateful to you guys who have listened and who, talk about it and respond to us like truly 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 like it means so much to me like i can't even express to you how much it means just know that i love you and you are so welcomed and in my life and everything like i'm just so blessed i can't even find words to express how i'm feeling about that i think
1: it was nice earlier what you said is that it means a lot to you because a lot of the things we talk about
0: is very scary, very scary for me because I feel like I'm the only one who has these feelings. And a lot of these things that I hear, um, especially in the adoptive community, I feel like I'm an outcast. I feel like I'm an idiot. I feel like I'm not smart and I feel very alone. And so when I get on this podcast and we talk about these things, especially relating to adopt, adopted adoptive adopt, adoptees or being adopted. It it's, it's scary because I feel like I'm the only one and I'm terrified that somebody who el- who's adopted is going to really like lash out at me or just say like you're completely wrong or how dare you. And it's just like, <sighs> I don't know. I, just...
1: I think that's why there's sometimes it, it's very emotional, whether, whether it's like very angry, sound, come, comes off as sounding angry or very intense. It's because it is. It is very emotional. It is very intense. It is. There are a lot of feelings, a lot of things that are kind of have been kept in our whole lives, whether it's hearing things from like Sam was saying earlier, other adoptees or just people who are not adopted who have maybe misconceptions about being adopted. So it is nice to kind of have a platform to just talk on some of these subjects. Yeah. And a high and low of this week, a high for me was learning all these new different ways how to treat a cold. So this whole week I've been sick and usually the same cold I get every year, it sets me back like three weeks. Uh, But I'm a little congested right now, but not as bad. And I learned how to do this thing called a onion pot, where you take an onion and you carve out the top and you put honey in it and you let it sit for nine hours. Then you drink, (laughs) drink the juices that come from it. Onion. (laughs) And also um, kind of like this orange recipe to help your cough. It's you take an orange and you steam it in the microwave for a minute and you also put salt on it and then right before you put it in the microwave and then you squeeze everything out, put some honey in it and you take that.
0: That I tasted, I mean, that smelled like gross. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it doesn't taste that good. I also did onion water. Um, I learned all these recipes from Posh Mama on TikTok. I know she's been going viral this year talking about um, different antibiotics and how you can make them like home remedies. And I just think it's super cool. So that was my high and low, like definitely a bummer getting sick, but a high was learning all these new things and, taking them very serious, because I was like, please fix me.
0: Yeah, and the high and low for me was just this morning, not waking up early enough to get Maya's after-school programs uh, in the books, and being kind of woken up by her mom calling me, and I feel really bad because I've been anticipating it all week, and I missed it, but the high is we got it all, for the most part, figured out. I'm still crossing my fingers, pray for me guys, that everything works out on Monday because I got to call the after school program and just triple check that um she has an after school activity every day this week because I'm going to flip out if we don't because it's really tough. It's really tough um to manage uh work and being a parent uh at the same time on top of doing the things that you love to do and that are long term goals in your life. Um
1: in most schools, you don't have to pay for yeah. after-school programs. This one, you do, and it—it it is a—it it has its pros and cons. I'll say that. But yes, especially it, it is a little nerve-wracking because school gets out early, and work obviously isn't done before then. So it's a lot of juggling things. So definitely crossing our fingers. Um, but yeah, yeah, like we said earlier, we had a suggestion to talk about what it's like dating an adoptee, and. It, I was kind of thinking back to the original, like, heart of it of how can I compare to not dating an adoptee? And I haven't really had another serious relationship other than, like, one other one. But I feel like I was taking it a bit more serious than it really was. And so I don't really have, like, I guess, a lot to compare to. But I will tell you the benefits that, that I see. Um, and, yeah, we can just kind of talk about I guess about one that cool and,
0: thing about... That is that I can, somebody else who's brown can understand where I'm coming from in the dynamic of living in New York City. Mm -hmm. Because you would think that New York City, because there's so many different varieties of people that they would all be accepting. Well, in fact, a lot of it is very opposite. There's a lot of racism that goes on. There's a lot of stereotyping. There's a lot of judgment that goes on. Um, for example, if I walk into a building, there's like 90% chance that the doorman will think I'm a delivery boy going up or, or here to make a delivery and, little shit like that pisses me the fuck off. (laughs) So it's nice being able to express that to you who also is Brown, who might be a subject to other, um, things because there aren't really that many delivery girls, but I don't know if me. If you're in a laundry mat or something, somebody would assume something. The
1: last building we were in when we had laundry, a lot of yeah. other people would think like that I was a maid for somebody in that building when I was really just doing my laundry.
0: Yeah, so it's like stuff like that that. Especially, or would
1: people just, I guess, assume that you? Speak yeah, Spanish yeah,
0: and, and like or that. and get offended because I don't, um... which is a whole beast within itself because I get very um. Is it weird? Is it? All right. I'm just going to say something maybe super controversial, but forgive me. I'm a very confused, lost person. And if you can maybe tell me some uh, something that I don't know or, or tell me something, tell me it in a way that uh, helped me understand, please do, because I'm always open to learning and changing my perspective. But when somebody gets offended, um, when they come into me and they speak Spanish and I tell them I don't speak Spanish and they get upset, um, my first thought is this is fucking America and you why don't, why don't fuck don't you understand it? English. I don't understand that. Why? Why? Why are you getting mad at me? Because I'm just living my fucking life. I'm being I I was adopted. I'm not going to tell you my whole life story because you don't you don't you haven't earned that. You don't deserve that from me. I don't know who you are. And don't ever dare get mad at me. It's disgusting. Sorry. (laughs) But like that, that right there, that was just like, I've never really said that out loud on a public setting my whole entire life. And I've dealt with that. Um, growing up in New York city, my whole entire life, ever since I was able to walk on my own without my mom, I've been dealing with that. Telling me that like, I see older Hispanic women, say, oh, you know, you should learn Spanish. You should learn Spanish. Like, no, the fuck I shouldn't. I shouldn't learn Spanish because it's America and I want to be able to speak English in my country that I live. Like, why do I need to speak Spanish? Just cause I look Spanish. I don't feel Spanish, <laughs> you know? I don't know. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't mean to offend anybody, but this is how I feel. and It's very, very, it's very feel. sensitive I don't
1: topic. It, yeah, I don't, I don't think you need to apologize. I think everybody has their own opinions on that. And it's how you feel in the moment when somebody gets mad because you don't speak their language and vice versa. Because, say
0: you no, know, I bless my yo. They Look at me like, oh, you think you're better than me?
1: Dude, who the fuck told you to come
0: talk to me? <laughs> like, seriously, yeah. like I'm just minding my own. God damn." I have to leave like I'm a fucking villain. <laughs> like I said, some bullshit to you out of nowhere, dude. It's like, very
1: harsh here. Like New York City is is no like in Minnesota. I've never gotten into really any conflict, but here it's just. I've I mean, I'm just I've like walking on eggshells. birthed
0: in this conflict, so I'm very like versatile to this bullshit. I like that's why that's why this such anger comes out of me because like yeah. I'm just so used to this crap.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not easy. It's definitely definitely walking on eggshells sometimes in New York, not sometimes, the second you walk out your door. Yeah, so, and and I come
0: come from a very interesting perspective where because of all that stuff that's happened, I judge, especially, specifically, like, Mexican or South American, indigenous South Americans, I judge you. (laughs) Like, I judge you because I don't know what you're what you're feeling about me and because of all these negative interactions that i've had with your kin i feel as though that i'm on egg i am on edge with when i see like at first glance obviously Mm -hmm. when i talk to you and you're really cool and chill my my perspective my perspective will completely change because and my guard completely goes down i'm super more open but 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 that's because of me, and that's a um, that's a lesson that I've always um, internally tried to teach myself from um, from like my mid twenties till now is to always be a student of life, be a student of of the game of life, um, and always being having my opinions. F- change and fluctuate because I know that the moment my opinions are stagnant is the moment that I turn into a very ignorant person and I never want to be an ignorant person and I know with age comes <laughs> ignorance I think because that's when you start to repetitively build your own perception of the world and I am so against that I always want to learn and and be inundated with stuff because at the end of the day I I don't ever want to cause anybody pain or I don't want to cause anybody discomfort I just want to enjoy my life find the things that I find to make me happy and, and hope that everyone and support everyone else's journey on um, being happy themselves. I know that sounds super like upbeat and happy, but like, that's the reality. I, I don't want to ruffle feathers to a certain degree. I don't want to, you know, but at the same time, like I, I'm trying to get mine. I'm trying to like have, trying to find my happiness. And when somebody like, for example, when somebody gets offended, um, cause I don't know Spanish. I'm not going to roll over getting
1: offended too. It's actually getting angry or mad at you because and they I think, think I'm like that's... better. They're like,
0: who, who, oh, okay. Who are you? Yeah. Like, Oh, you don't know Spanish. What? what? Like, no, I don't know fucking Spanish. Like <laughs> the fuck, dude, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to go to 79th street. <laughs> trying to get the one train. Like what the fuck? Um, Yeah, but I'm, but I'm equally not going to take that disrespect. I'm not going to roll over and just like smile, even though somebody said like looks disrespected. I'll be like, yo, get that, get that smirk off your face. Get that, get that, get that frown off your fucking face. Don't ever fucking disrespect me. Like, I'm sorry. I'm going to be like that. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to let somebody do that to me and just like have me live with that. Like, I don't know, maybe that's just being a New Yorker, but but Definitely I don't like I that. I don't richer. like that. I don't. Yeah. Cause, Cause it makes me feel time, bad. You know how you feel bad and you don't say nothing and you hold on to that all the way home and it just eats yeah. you up all night. I'm not like you that. I throw that right all there. out there. Yeah. Like get that face, get that fucking grin off your face. Like get the fuck out of my face. I'm not trying to disrespect your life. You go that way. I'm gonna go this way and we're gonna have a good day. Okay, cool. Got it. You know, like that's yeah. how I am. That's kind of person I am. But,
1: It's a lot easier to deal with that because you're getting it off your chest first, but it is definitely sounds like very It's scary
0: because you're going off of how you feel in the moment and you could potentially go a little too far. So you have to be a little bit more reserved. I always try and do that Joe Rogan thing where because like I know I've started to train myself where I know that there are people who are watching us this go down.
1: Yeah. So how
0: and and how I'm perceived is very important to me. Per- and personally. I think it's
1: crazy because like right now you're you're saying you're how you're saying it is not necessarily how you do it because how you actually do it and how you are you're very vocal and you're very but vocal and the smartest most articulate way and you'll say what you mean but you're articulate and kind in not kind but nicely. My Rude niceness will
0: it. dictate how the person is responsive. Yeah, to... but you're not
1: like as aggressive. Like, who the fuck are you looking at? Not. Nah, you're like, excuse me. Like, do you have a problem with me? Because the way you're looking is not, uh, you know, abusive. Yeah, I'd be C, like, you
0: know? can I help you? Like, um, what? Oh no, because uh, you 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 look kind of upset. I just. Did something I say um, offend you? Uh, if so, I'd just like to know because I.
1: And people don't. You know, they're like, like what? Yeah, no. They, and I'm like, okay,
0: that. I just wanted to ask because I don't want to, you know, I, if, if there's something that you didn't understand or something that you took negatively, I'd like to take the time to express to you more specifically and articulately uh, how I feel about the situation that just went down. You know, that's what I And say.
1: nobody is used to that because people are so used to people just being so angry like an animal and just going like animalistic off on somebody and then the other person just walking away and it is kind of nice and i'm trying super hard to learn from yeah because
0: sometimes people like they especially men men minority men from my experience like you know i when i got into a fight with like this uh this african-american dude uh an amazon guy like a few blocks away yeah and um he uh he was blasting his music and he was looking at a girl with a fat ass going down the street and i was finishing my run <laughs> and i was trying to he literally was t- i was literally walking him from almost i saw him the whole block and i was just walking and he just kind of was looking at the girl trying to talk to her like hey ma let me get your number like oh she got a fat ass like talking to himself and stuff blasting his music i'm just like all right whatever um we go through a scaffolding area where there's bars on the side so it's like i had no opportunity and the cars were tightly packed together so going to that side of the block i'm like oh, whatever like i'm just gonna keep trying to go through there and it's i end up sidewalk. trying to yeah the sidewalk and he ends up pulling the cart and just kind of like trying to pull the cart and i just try and squeak by and I, my elbow taps the cart a little bit and he said hey like what the fuck i'm walking um i'm trying don't you see me trying to move the cart and i look back at him and i'm like yo there's not why why you got to use that kind of language like i'm sorry and he's like did you fucking just say something what the fuck did you say and i was like yo i i don't understand why i have to use this kind of language when when i'm sorry why why are we still talking about this like genuine question and he's just like how about i come over there and like fucking fuck you up and how about that and how about how what, what will you have to say there and i'm like all right man you want to act like a primitive fucking neanderthal go ahead man go ahead if you're gonna punch me in the face i'm gonna let you punch me in the face and what's gonna happen is the police are gonna get called because somebody's gonna fucking call the police because I'm gonna be fucking ble- fucking my jaw's gonna be popped right there. I'm gonna be on the fucking ground and you're gonna go to fucking jail, bro. <laughs> if that's how you want your fucking Sunday to go out, to play out, then then you go ahead, let, let that let that be. But I'm not gonna fucking let you get the best of me and try and fight you for what for what i knocked your cart, dude like are you kidding me
1: and apologize
0: <laughs> yeah and what's wild is that of to a t- few other like white people like few other people which is like they got offended by him so offended that literally another girl was sitting on the stoop and he was looking at her he's like what what are you looking at and she's like i'm not doing shit
1: what the fuck? No, he I'm tried to... to apologize to her. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, I'm not
1: doing shit. I'm just talking to my friend. Like, he she, she, she went up to her and was like, I'm so sorry about that. Blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, I'm so sorry you had to sit there and hear that kind of talk. else." she just to went somebody off else. on him. Yeah.
0: And I'm just like, yeah, because that was OD.
1: She's FaceTiming a friend and was just like, Yo, I'm not even fucking talking to you. I'm talking to my friend right now. Like, dude, no, fuck off the way you talk to that dude who you think you are. And, yeah. like stood up and and that
0: was like, like a huge like validation moment um in my mind because i'm just like you know i i after i always kind of like think about like what went down and why it is that i did what i did or said what i said like like me like there's always stuff i could do better um but right there that was validation that I wasn't necessarily in the wrong. Like the dude just went off on me, but I'm not going to be a chump in like for my own peace of mind too. You know, I think it's important for my, my, my daughter, or, you know, if, you know, if I had a son to see that, you know, there are ways that you can conduct yourself, that you do not have to buckle under somebody who is trying to bully you or is trying to walk on, on top of you. And you can stand your ground and you can, stick up for yourself because that's a huge confidence builder that that makes you feel proud of yourself and that you're you're that that you can be scared but you can also be there to support yourself and i'm a huge advocate for that i think part of being a man too is to be able to learn that in a way like sometimes you're
1: to be able to vocalize (laughs) this might be a little taboo but sometimes
0: you might get fucked up that's the reality. Sometimes it might not the pendulum might not swing your way, and you have to be ready for that. And just knowing that that could be a potential possibility helps you formulate your words, try and speak as productively you can in a in a moment of just complete chaos. And just let the let the dice fall where they fall, let the cards fall where they fall, and just know that if I walk away right now from life, I'm I feel good. I feel good with what I said. I feel good of how I. Handled myself. <laughs> Sam Hersher went out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like it's no, life and um, death sometimes out yeah, here in the city. Yeah. You never know what will happen.
1: And I don't, I'm still really, really, really trying to learn how to conduct myself in um, not an aggressive manner because for me, it's just, it's really hard to have patience with somebody who just said something horrible to you, to have patience and to, be an adult and be able to use your words without saying, fuck you, bro.
0: Cause I think that's something that's different about me and you is that you're very subjective. You're very, um, altered by criticism. Um, you know, in the sense of when somebody's like says something very harsh to you, your logic and reasoning kind of go out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then with I just
1: formulate how I can hurt them, how, how bad and how deeply I can hurt them with my words. That's yeah. just my go-to. And I'm, obviously like i'm small i'm 411 and i'm not any kind of like fighter out here i know my place and i really don't want to even start confrontation even when people are being horrible to me but (laughs) the day before thanksgiving
0: like because sorry i don't mean to cut you off but like if that guy if i would have like that guy would have stepped to me and he would have been like you know what the fuck is the problem And i'm like i there's no problem i just i try to get by you 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 spend a long time trying to talk to a girl, and I'm just trying to squeeze by to get home because I'm tired. I'm a little cold. I'm sweaty, and I just want to get out of these pants, just take a shower, and just like chill and just hang out and eat my lunch. And if you would have said like, "Oh shit, dude, I'm fucking sorry, man. I just fucking fucking long day, man. Sorry about that." I'd be like, "No worries, man. Like, like again, I'm so I'm sorry for bumming in your cart. Like that would have slipped like a dime. Yeah. Like I would have been."
1: And I have no idea how you can do that because once I'm angry, it's so hard to snap out of. But it.
0: that's going back to like adoptive, adoptive when the original question that we asked. Yeah which is like that's kind of why I said like um, that's a difference to like I can't speak for not being adopted because I was adopted so it's like yeah. but for me and you I guess some from my experience of being adopted with you I feel like um, I'm answering like I'm trying to answer a question within a question without telling you guys that's why I've hesitated just now but I know that some of these things that you struggle with is like being very critical to criticism mm-hmm. and how that can like blind you from the conclusion of in disagreement or an argument. Yeah. Um. Because it is hard. <clears throat> it is hard sometimes when you're in the heat of the moment. And you're telling me something that I did wrong, and it is really hard for me to accept it. But I do, and I say, no, you're I, you're right about that. Okay, no, you're right about that. <laughs> But it's hard. It's freaking, you think that might, you know, I, I for, for maybe for just me and you, it was like just, just on the record for me and you, it is really hard to kind of admit that, that I'm wrong. But
1: you're really good at it. And like, that's what I appreciate. And kind of going back to being in a relationship with an adoptee, I really like that you brought up in the beginning that it's, it's nice because we both have brown skin, but the second we open our mouth, you know, we're, we're considered white and it has its pros and cons. Like, I've gotten pretty much every single job because of that. And people at my first job here, they told me that I was just a color hire. And that, I mean, yes, it's offensive. I was only there for a few months. I knew I was going to leave that job the second I accepted it. Um, so it was just like, it is what it is. is. I'm not You use gonna make me, it. I use you. Yeah, I mean, I got paid, so I'm not going to make a fuss out of it. Um, it, it was what it was like. I'm not going to go protest their name. It is what it is like anyways. Um, so, yeah, I really like that point that you brought up. But what I was going to say about the day before Thanksgiving, I was having all these teeth tooth problems and I had to see like all these dentists and different kind of specialists. And I was biking home and. the Sorry, just like picturing it in my head all because of Macy Day Parade. All of the streets um, are blocked off and there's the police presence. It felt like there was a terrorist attack. Like there, I I shouldn't say that because I've never been here for one. But it literally, the amount of cops, I've never seen that amount of cops out blocking streets at every single corner. Like it was the most ridiculous thing. And I had to take that appointment. I didn't want to leave because I knew it was going to be crazy. But anyways, I did. So then I was trying to turn off on the street and I couldn't because it was blocked. So I had to go on the sidewalk for a little bit. And I had an e-bike and I was going very slow because I understood that there's a lot of people walking and going to and from. And this one guy starts screaming at me um, about like how I'm a piece of shit because I'm biking on the sidewalk or, you know, maybe he didn't even call me a piece of shit. Maybe he just yelled at me because I was biking, but I took an OD. And he said that I was hitting somebody, like I'm gonna I'm you just hit somebody, like you're gonna hit somebody. He just kept going back and forth and I got really tight and I tried for a split second to think like you. Damn, you know what's really fucked up? Mm. Is that I'm sitting here like talking about this story, still kind of justifying what he, justifying it to myself, what he said. He might not have been as like detrimental or mean as how I'm like remembering it and I guess like I'm just understanding that that's such a big flaw for me is like he could have just been like yo don't don't hurt or don't hit anybody like you shouldn't be on your bike but to me I took it OD because I was already aware of that I was going slow and when he kept yelling at me I was just like please like in my head don't yell at me like I understand and when he didn't let up I got off my bike there's so many people there, so I'm very embarrassed by this. Like, I am not proud of this. I'm just giving you an example of, like, the difference between Sam and me and, like, how I have a really hard time vocalizing and being patient and articulate. I got off my bike, and I sit next to him, and I walked with him, and I said, "Did I, I was screaming, actually, at him because he was screaming at me. We were both going at it, and I was like, did I hit somebody? He's like, no, but you're gonna. I said, but did I hit somebody? But did I hit somebody? Like, I did not I did not let off the gas, like, I'm just walking with him at this point. He's scared and he's like kind of trying to backtrack a little bit. And I'm just going at his pace. And I eventually said, like, I bet you didn't think I was going to get off my bike and walk with you down this entire block. Because this is a a New York City block. This isn't like your little cul-de-sac block. This is a New York City block. It's a long walk. And he said, no, I didn't expect that. And then I started, you know, saying, like, I told him to go tell the cop. Told him I was like, "Why don't you go talk to that pretty boy right there? Why don't you tell him? Why don't you get me in trouble?" Like I just started saying like really low shit, and it is just like unacceptable. And I just don't have a chill when it comes to that. And I, I don't know. It's it's like it's hard, and so <laughs> it's really hard to be in the city when when you have a mouth on you and like you, there's no reason for it, and you have like so much built up anger that you still need to deal with and. I'm glad that I do have you to help me through that because I would have never gotten off my bike. Like, I tried so hard to think of you. I was like, what would have Sam done? And I was like, he would have tried to have a conversation. But I couldn't have that. I tried to have a conversation, but I was just more yelling. And it was just really, like, it was a bummer.
0: Yeah, you live and learn. (laughs) Yeah. At least.
1: But... The one thing I guess I was a little bit, a little tiny bit, like, glad at myself is that I didn't just turn around and say, hey, fuck you, and just keep going, because I did feel badly that he was screaming at me. I didn't, however, articulate that, and if I were to go back, I would have just said, hey, like, I don't appreciate you screaming at me, because I did think of that. I understand that there's people going by, and I'm going as slow as I possibly can. I need to get home on time, because I'm literally about to miss this meeting, and I'm late and I'm like panicked and you screaming isn't helping me, I'm not gonna hit anybody. Like obviously that's
0: Yeah, that's uh that's like the best case scenario. What I would have done yeah. is if I I'm very good at like acknowledging somebody's attention without acknowledging it until they literally make it they're literally waving in my in, in my face. I do it a lot at the gym a lot. Um because I'm not One, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate so much when somebody's grabbing somebody else's attention and I look like as if it's my attention. And I know too that I, once I look at somebody in the eye and they know that I have, they have my attention, whatever it is, whether it's to me or to somebody else, like they, they have it and they can say whatever they want. But if I never acknowledge them, they never know that I know that what they're saying if they need to say anything unless to me
1: they come unless until they, they come and unless they yeah to and yeah
0: it. and i can see it out of the corner of my eye if they walk over so i'm prepared <laughs> like sometimes somebody's like hey 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 and they're ways they in, in my face. face hey um are you done with that machine doesn't even look at them Just because, like, I I'm so like in defensive because the gym is something completely different. There's a lot of like meatheads in there that like I like (laughs) rub the we. I just get rubbed. I don't like I don't like I don't like big muscular dudes who are fucking bullies. I'll just say that, and I will step. I will step to every motherfucker who steps to somebody else who steps to me. You're not gonna like you know. You're not going to, you're not going to scare me. You know, I might not be the biggest guy, but you're not going to fucking scare me. (laughs) Um, You're going to have to swing. That's literally it. And you're just going to get fucked up because not by me, not by me, but by fucking life and by the police who are going to fucking come and going to. fucking cuff you and you're gonna have to explain to your your wife and your kids why you went to jail so i'm not i never 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 gonna ever like throw hands the only way i'll throw hands with somebody is if they're physically hurting my daughter or they're hurting you or my mom like that's the only time or oreo (laughs) yeah i will i'm not afraid to drop kick a dog or curb stomp a dog (laughs) i don't give a fuck (laughs) the dogs are like they're like Not anybody who's not Oreo or a dog that I know is like I don't give a hell. I don't give a crap about your dog. Yeah, Oreo got into
1: a a fight with a boxer this weekend. I still hold myself. Bigger than me, and it was like the most terrifying thing. I couldn't like, and I had two dogs with me: I had your mom's dog and Oreo, and it was like the the fight had gotten broken up, and I had put the dogs in another gate, and that boxer got through that gate, and I thought that was it. I thought that I'm just happy
0: I was there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was. I I don't know. I don't even know what I thought because
0: was the dot was the boxer taking it like defense offensive? He wanted to play. He just wanted to
1: play. That's what the problem was. But Oreo, like, did he have his nuts? I didn't look. Oh, the problem was he he literally like had like literally Oreo went flying like a stuffed animal and landed on his back. Really? Yeah, and then he realized like, oh god, this guy's for real. And then he started charging after him. But then there was a point where the boxer didn't think they were playing and I didn't know I don't know that dog, so I don't know if it can turn on and off like other dogs or, you know, the mindset of that dog, behavior, anything. So when he jumped into that little pin area and got through that gate, I didn't know what to think. And she lunged on top of her dog and grabbed him so fast. So that's what kind of scared me a little bit, too, because I was like, I don't even know what to think. Anyway, sorry, sidetracking. But kind of going back to the original question, too. um, I don't really see any cons of dating an adoptee, other than probably the con like with me that you might see of me is, I make things very complicated when it comes to my birth family and my adoptive family. Well more so my birth family because and I wonder if
0: that has anything to do with like uh, a female and a male.
1: Possibly. But I'd like to say this though too, you're very feminine. Like as like like angry and abrupt and like masculine. <laughs> you kind of sound on the podcast sometimes. You're very emotional. Like that's what I love about you is you're very in tune with your emotions and with other people's emotions and you don't have a problem talking about them where I grew up in a state of like we don't really talk about things too much we kind of shove it under the rug you're very like okay like let's sit down like let's talk about it even if it gets really bad we need to figure it out and I'm not used to that I'm used to getting up and slamming doors and leaving for days or whatever Because it, is. it helps
0: me personally like when we talked with your family and had that talk like it helped me understand who you're mom and dad are in a bigger spectrum of their and en- an entity I don't know like for instance like you saw them at a very, I understand why your dad is the way he is in certain elements it yeah. gave me a sp- Smaller insight into where he comes from in terms of maybe where his rage or his anger stems from or, like, where his, like, frustration stems from. I understood that. I also understood where your mom comes from and how she tries to communicate and reciprocate different – tries to help your dad in – her own way and i can see the dynamics in them and it just helps me understand so it helps me uh not take certain things maybe personally or not personally or or maybe it helps me not you know like yeah i think it's exactly that like personally or not personally because i can understand oh okay like that makes sense like um he's worried about this or he cares about that or he says this because of that you know like like, um, sometimes with me too, like I say things to you and you think that it's a, a, an attack on, on your soul, but it's, I'm just trying to help, like, have you be aware of it so you don't mm-hmm. walk into some other situation and just completely butcher it because of your own perception of like who you are and why things transpired in that way that you didn't want it to yeah. because if, and then I'd be like, well, it's because of how you are with this. You need to take a step back and blah blah blah.
1: yeah so it is it is really nice to have a partner who's more in tune and who can have these like really scary conversations um but i was gonna say i guess the kind of and that's why sorry that's why it
0: all is a a full circle with my mom and that's why i show my mom um my adoptive family the utmost loyalty than my birth family Minus my mom because she's passed away and she did the very selfless thing of giving her me up to my birth mom. And without that action, it would have that would have never um, my life would have never transpired. So she is the exception to the rule. Um, My birth mom, my, my adoptive mom put me through years and years of therapy of somebody always kind of telling me what it is that I need to work on or fix. And it was a lot of me kind of being like you where I'm just like, whatever. All right. That's really not the problem. I think it's like, why are you answering? Like, why is my mom being like this? Why? Like, it's my mom, my mom, my mom, my mom. And then somebody's like, finally, like when I was in such a bad rut in my life, Um, fighting this whole process of being critical of myself Um, I just specifically remember one day where the therapist was like look if you do not understand if you do not wake up and understand that there are things about you that aren't working and you if you do not fix these things you will not be able to go home again um, this is your last chance this is your last road this is you know You think this is shitty? Imagine not being able to go home after this whole um, process of being in a wilderness program um, for people with, like, rage issues and, like, addiction and all this, like, stuff that adolescent kids deal with. Um, And it finally clicked in me in terms of finally internally taking accountability for the reasons why my life wasn't the way I wanted it, why my mom was upset with me, why my teachers were upset with me, why I was failing and it reality struck and the buck stopped with me, but I almost had to die. <laughs> so that birth, that rebirth of my conscience, my, my empathy, my understanding for life sparked anew. And that was maybe one of the main reasons why i was able to kind of be more critical of myself and um less like it's your fault and more it's my fault i didn't i didn't say it better or i could have done it better because i can't control how you respond to me if you say something that hurts me it's not necessarily it's not your fault. Like it's, it's like from like, well, it is your fault. Like, sorry, I'd have to put the situation in your hands and say, it is your fault for, for, for the things that you said that hurt somebody else. You have to take accountability for that. But what I can take accountability for was my inability to express to you what was really going on well enough for you not to take offense or or aggression towards it and to kind of come and, and work with me on it. But if you were to take aggression towards it and work with me on it, I'm, that responsibility doesn't Go away. I'm not going to say, well, it's my fault that you said that mean stuff to me. You said that and that you're going to have to live with that. But yeah. but I, on a, on a personal level with myself, can say, well, what I could have done better, not excusing you, but what I could have done better was explain it to you in a different way. And so that's kind of like the catalyst of why I'm a lot more of a personal criticalness of myself and less of like other people who... Or negative, or lash out at me.
1: Yeah, and kind of going back a little bit is, um, I think it's a little bit easier. In that sense, I think another thing you learned, kind of at that camp too, was to make a decision a lot. I don't know. I don't want to say easier, but maybe quicker. Especially because for me, well, for I'll just speak on you for a second. For your birth family, you're kind of they're kind of out of the picture for the most part and you're okay to put your foot down and say I really need to take care of my adoptive family first and my immediate family who I live with Um, pay those bills figure out like those expenses figure out how I can help them in all the ways I need to then I can come to you guys and even if I have any kind of leftover then I can help you guys but your loyalty kind of is there and that's where I think we kind of it's not that we don't disagree, but we kind of both have different stands on that. It's a lot easier for you to make a decision. For me, it's not. But the easy.
0: thing is, it's, it's not easy at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, I, too, am aware of the empathy of other people. Like I, I, I have empathy for them. I can feel what they feel. I understand
1: mm-hmm.
0: that um, they didn't have it as easy um, as I did um, but for there, that's when I reel it in because that wasn't in my control. So I cannot feel guilty for that. The same reason why Tom Segura uh, uh, says that Tom, that's his name, not Bert. Bert oh, was there. Talking I'm about talking about Tom. Them. I don't know. Bert, to me, Bert's very like, he's not confrontational. So I don't really respect him like that. But I respect Tom because of what he said, which is oh. just kind of like the haters, Tom Segura, uh, who kind of. Um, in on his podcast, uh, the haters who kind of like lash out at him when he talks about his fancy watches and says, "We'll stop gloating on your money. Not all of us can afford that." Where he's like, "I'm sorry, but like <laughs> that's not my fucking problem. Like you know, I you know, you guys just hate your life and you're just trying to make it worse for other people. And but the problem, but the but the cool thing is, is that you can always change your perspective, and you can always get try and and, and get yourself out of that situation. I'm not going to feel bad because i you know." made a bunch of great decisions and a lot of great life things happened to me kind of out of my control. And that's what landed me here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to feel bad for that. So you can go fuck yourself. Like that's kind of what he said. And, and I respect that because for me too, it's like I'm not going to feel bad for my birth family who didn't get it as well as me. I'm sorry, but I'm not. I have a lot of problems that I have, that I have to in my whole life because my life isn't perfect, that I have to be there for my family and I have to make risk calculated decisions. They do it all the time in the military. The military makes very calculated decisions that send hurt potentially hurt a lot of people, but they do it because it is a calculated decision and they're doing it to save as much as they can from them. And they can't, they can't win it all. They can't. Mm-hmm. I can't win it all, but but you know, like, like I was saying earlier, I go with what I know, like the knowns, you know, my mom has been there my whole life. She's been there through everything, blood, sweat and tears, this woman poured into me. I know that, you know, I know my my birth mom gave me up. I know that, you know, I, 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 and, but what I don't know is how, how, how my brothers and sister and sisters say that they miss me this whole time. That's great. Like, you know, what am I going to say, like, say to you, like, feeling horrible on you i don't know i'm trying to give an example um saying that like i i love you but i never did anything about it what what are you gonna say that sorry but i'm not gonna not marry this man just because you started to come out of the woodwork but i also think that's kind of like
1: a way different sam because like that is like a person who can speak the same language and for them like being kids they didn't have a choice if they could keep you or not or help take care of you or not they just they had to let you go because their mom did and if they did miss you this whole time you're right you can't do anything about it but but they it's not also that i can't have the do. option to like come run after you and like be there for you when you needed a dad and like fill that role like no they couldn't have either so I'm not saying feel but, bad for them either, but that's
0: all uh, hypothetical. That's all somebody else's. That's whole somebody no, else's but you're, opinion you're of you. You're
1: comparing it to like. I'm comparing oh, did to I me saying that I always
0: that. like loved you, but I'm not gonna do or.
1: But what I'm just saying is that they didn't like. Maybe they. How do you also I'm, know that they did or didn't? Like, no, you're right, but the point to is, to is that,
0: that I don't know. And that, and, and, and I'm not helps trying, you, trying to. Like, make you that's decisions. I distance myself. I don't know and that. And
1: that is the difference between. That's like a big difference between me and you. Is because I'm not. It's not that I'm. I try really hard to balance both of those things. Like balance both of the birth family and and my adoptive family. And there's nothing easy about that because there is a lot of hypothetical things there is a lot of me asking for proof and documentation to make sure that my birth family isn't lying and that does come with guilt and that for me that does come with like you know I question things a lot and it's not as and like I said it's easy isn't the word you know how to divide and conquer kind of your life in your situations and be able to go after it and for me I feel like I get stuck back a little bit because because I'm thinking into these situations and I'm trying to help when a lot of the time probably 99.9% of the time me helping my birth family is money and that's it's that it doesn't feel good can I go and live with them absolutely I could do a lot of things but I choose not to and uh that that's guilt in itself that i'm still kind of battling and dealing with too so yeah it's like a question
0: that, that you know maybe adoptees can ask themselves you know if you had a relatively like good childhood good upbringing to a certain extent like i have mine mine was good but you know I, maybe i overindulged the good parts because there was a lot of not good parts a lot of mean, and my, my mom not saying i'm I, we we're little i had to deal with a lot of rage issues that might have been because i was adopted i wasn't necessarily good in school um i wasn't good at explaining my emotions and my mom was there with me through all of it and helped me and got me the help that i needed that took years like years maybe even a decade or more of trying to but she never gave up and for that like i asked myself to like as somebody who is um who has two families you know do, do you do, do you side with one or the other Um, And if not why and if you were to side with one would it make you feel a little bit easier and I'm not saying like siding with it like you pick one and that's it like you're not you're like fuck that other one but just understanding the priorities of like where they align in your life you know are they first or are they second they're gonna be in there whether whether your birth family is first or second or your adoptive family is first or second they're still gonna be there they're not going anywhere. But which which would be first and which would be second, and why, or would they both be equal, and why? That's like my question because to me, maybe you can help me understand. Because to me, I see it so so clearly. Like my birth, my adoptive family is like my number one because they were there for, for me. They were they took on the responsibility of being a parent for me for my entire life, through thick and thin, through better and for worse. Through they didn't, weren't the best, but they they were there, and um. I feel that my birth family gave that, gave that responsibility up the moment that they let me go. Um, and maybe that's kind of why I related it to like a relationship too. It's like the minute that like something went sour and then you kind of broke up and then they kind of, you you know, you've always kind of wanted to get back, but you never really did enough or something or like, or like felt bad and you want to get back with the person and they were just like, well, you know, I don't know. You didn't really make an effort and I'm not going to take you back kind of yeah. that's like for me it's like mm-hmm. that's what like the loyalty of the hierarchy of the dynamic of how like my 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 mind operates in that sense yeah and 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 maybe it's like that because of like everything that's happened happened with like um the situation recently with um my I guess adoptive sister because my mom and her best friend kind of were really close and um I kind of grew up with this other uh, adoptive person in my life who uh, so recently like kind of caught in contact with her adoptive family and it's just kind of making me uh, th- rethink uh, priorities and why my mom is number one in my life and why she comes first always because of a decision that I feel my adoptive sister like a uh, friend didn't kind of is making a decision that's kind of opting the other way but I feel as though I can comment on that because I've seen her and I've, gr- I've, I've watched her grow as I grew and I know her background, and I know what her mom did for her. And to me, it, it just kind of rubs me very wrong, mm-hmm. but.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of in a nutshell, the two different, not necessarily all the way different, but kind of mindsets I would say from like people who are adopted and like how that works out in relationship is like, it's, oh, it's a game on, just started i'm just tired of guys
0: it's all right it's all right i'm fine but um
1: that's just kind of in a nutshell kind of how i guess it it differentiates and so it is kind of a little hard to talk about like being in a relationship with an adoptee like the pros and cons because i'm not really sure what it's like to have like a serious like a really good relationship with a non-adoptee but i do like what you touched on like the color of the skin um, is there anything else you can think of, like pros? I just maybe
0: like I the lack that? of understanding potentially. Um, mm-hmm. I know that I was in a relationship with like another person who was brown like me. And, and they didn't necessarily have, share that same mindset of, of anger and frustration towards feeling judged um, and not feeling like they were their skin color, feeling very different. Um, there was definitely, a, a, a misunderstanding. We were completely on a different pages a little bit with that. Yeah. And it was hard.
1: And I think like another thing I just thought. And I just two... curious too,
0: if like it was a white person too, <clears throat> would there be a misunderstanding with that as well oh, of skin color and yeah, like, you know, maybe
1: it's just harder to understand. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking too. Cause I might like... disagree
0: with you, but I understand. Sorry.
1: All day. All day. Um, I was just thinking too, is like, <laughs> I just forgot. I just forgot. You're but,
0: um, understanding different skin colors, not feeling like you were your skin color. No. No. Oh. Well, yeah, it's uh, it is a interesting dynamic. I'll say that being in a relationship with an adoptee, a lot of pros, but there could be some cons as well. Maybe you know each other too well. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of.
1: I think it's different too because we we met at like thirteen. It's like the more so you we think... were like friends a lot before we were really, quote unquote, together.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine you just met? I don't
1: know. That would know. change a lot. That no? would change a lot. I feel like I'm a lot more understanding to some things before, you know, because because I knew like a lot of the things that you went through as a kid. So it kind of helped me understand where your mind was.
0: Yeah.
1: And knowing kind of growing up with you. And we were just talking about this the other day. is a little bit funny because at what, like 14, 15, our parents were just like, all right, get on a plane and go see this other person. Like me and Sarah have been seeing each other since we were super young. Like our parents just let us go on a plane and see the other one for the weekend and and nothing I, happened. That's I know. I could to just think of like if that
0: was Maya, I'd be like, Fuck no. Yeah. Kind of. But but then again, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I'd have to, because, like, I guess I know, I know that as she gets older, there's certain things that I'm just going to have to, as a man, trust her. I'm just going to have to trust her. As a her.
1: parent, not. Like, you always say, like, as a man, like, as a parent,
0: well, I th- because I think that men's relationships with their children are different than with women, um, and how they register their their mind, especially with a daughter, can be different from a from a female as well. Same with the son and and. And uh, and a son with a man and a son with a woman, like maybe you, I feel like you might be a little bit more um, invested in him and caring about him more, and I'd be more on the fringe, just being like, well, he's he's a, he's a boy, he'll 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 work it out, you know. And you'd be like, but he won't work it out. But I'll be like, but he will work it out. That kind of like in a nutshell of like just being different, and I think that's a great thing. Men and women should be different in their parenting styles because together that will make them more dynamic as a as a parental unit yeah and they were saying too the thing about like how men are mm. men are better off caretakers than women and, and as mothers yeah, there was and a, fathers there was like this
1: research study that was gone had been gone on and it was talking about how uh sorry for the background noise there's we live uh, our neighbors to, yeah our neighbors <laughs> um there was a study that i don't remember what the, the, the name or who who had had done it but there was a TED talk I think on it about how if a kid is better if a kid is by itself and who would be better to take care of it would it be like a single mom or a single dad and research showed that it would be a single dad
0: or a mom and dad together yeah um and versus a single mom yeah because of just like self-esteem or something something I forget why confidence yeah um But I understand it, you know, I think a mom always wants to, uh, I don't know, be there,
1: more know, everybody's moms, everybody's different. yeah so it's hard to see but that, there's, like, enough. There's, to enough, see there's enough there's enough there's enough statistics that yeah. show
0: on an overall scale yeah. that you're better off you're going to be more productive being with a, a father or, or both parents and i think a lot of that has to do with um as a man a, a man particularly not necessarily being that like intrusive in a child's life and kind of letting them be their own person and kind of you know
1: and i think that's another kind of cool thing too just talking about adoptees dating is like being able to understand kind of a little bit more maybe than somebody who's not adoptive is like is parenting because I think maybe less you I'm not sure but maybe you were critical of your mom and how she parented you as a kid but I was very critical so now I think of like the things that the bad habits that I don't like that I do and that I saw my mom do, and I can step back and be like, do you remember when you were little and you used to tell your mom you're not your mom because she wasn't technically your mom, like she wasn't your birth mom, or that that wasn't your dad because technically he's not your birth dad? Do you remember those things that they were doing that you didn't like, and now you're doing this, you know, to Maya? And how can you adjust that? And I'm sure kids in general think that way, but maybe I'm just thinking of it because... Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, something that was kind of seared in my brain, maybe. Um, but I guess that's kind of another cool thing. But yeah, going back to parenting styles and things, too. That's, like, a good point.
0: Yeah, and maybe, like, a good example is, like, when Maya, like, lashes out at me. It's I don't necessarily take it personally. Um, I do. It hurts. When she was but little like,
1: and she would kick you, the shit would make me go off the walls. Like, I'd have to walk away because that's, like... And I think that's never. like comes with
0: like a feminine, a motherly approach because a mother takes things very, very her, her heartfelt to certain stuff. Because, but fathers are too, but it's like they're not, they're equal, but it's how we respond to, understand to
1: it. her, Yeah. In, in a different way, in a different light. Yeah. Because you also were a kid with rage and so you could see it. I'm not sure. But
0: you were too. You no, saw I that. You grew couldn't. up in that. Right?
1: Yes. But you actually were the. I think mine was more figures above me, kind of showed me that way. And your mom was never like that. But it's interesting how when that happened, so and that, that
0: got you got so angry, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you saw it happen with the adults, you they got so angry.
1: And I couldn't do anything about it. Oh shit! What was that? Who just gotta? We did. Oh, we gotta.
0: But isn't that interesting though?
1: Why can't I think of that name? That's not a touchdown. Field goal.
0: And with me and my mom. But my mom was angry. My mom, a lot of times, she was very angry.
1: Yeah. She wasn't, like, punching holes through walls and breaking furniture and doing shit or strangling people.
0: Yeah, but she would do a lot of things that would threaten me. That You want me to be honest? She would get kitchen utensils and threaten to hurt me with them.
1: I can't see that. No, not that I don't believe you. I've just never seen her like so that. So, I've
0: seen that. I've yeah. been threatened like that too. But I don't but I don't know how far that goes back, but I all I remember is at the end I fucked up. Like that's all I thought about. And I don't know where that comes from. Was it just who I am as a as a product of, since birth? Um but I always knew to all right, I fucked up. Like, I always knew, like, at the end, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Like, no matter how horrible it got, I always knew that sometimes when my mom put her foot down, I had to listen to her. And I wonder, like, I don't know. I feel like the more I tried, like, understand me, the more complicated it gets. Because where does it go? Like, same with you. Like, where, where where does that, who you are, come from?
1: I, all I know is that it's like...
0: Uh, but at least you have a brother, too, that, that that can you can see the correlations or the indifferences because you weren't from their blood, but you were raised like them. And are you how similar, how close are you?
1: Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Damn, I had like so many things and I can't think of them right now, but... Did you write them down? Mm-mm. No, it was just like as we were talking, oh. I was going to talk about this is very distracting sorry um The TV's on, like right in front of me. I'm like, so, the time?" Sorry, <laughs> like, Burger King's coming on, flashing. They're like, going for, sandwich, like "Chicken sandwich, chicken t- sandwich." Like a touchdown over here, like running and just Raiders like game is completely on. ADD with the
0: mindset yeah, of just.
1: Definitely like... hard for me, <laughs> but I know we didn't get into like. It I think it is really hard to talk about like dating adoptees just because that's like, almost all we know to an extent.
0: And I think it's just too, at the bottom line. I think with adoption there's there's a lot of baggage that comes with that a lot of emotional like areas yeah. i feel like as an adoptee and it, when dating an adoptee to understand that and to have the patience and the vocabulary to be prepared for that i think is the most advice too i can give to potentially dating an adoptee they're wonderful human beings i think they see the, the life in very very unique ways and with that comes a, some baggage, you know, some some feelings of uh, loss, some feelings of not feeling like they are understood. Oh, that's
1: what I was thinking about earlier is mm-hmm. like, you understand that feeling almost of like being lost and feeling like you have to prove yourself
0: mm-hmm. to an
1: extent. Like I was given this chance, like this one chance to bring my family for the first time, my lineage, my bloodline to the United States for the very first time what am i going to do with that and yeah. i think i appreciate that because it gives me the push to do that as well and to just understand that there's there's more and with the last relationship i was in there was there was nothing more it was the nine to five and then going to the gym for like two or three hours after work every day and then just watching tv and you know eating dinner and that was it and i there isn't there was nothing to strive for and like it's funny kind of saying this like adoptee versus non-adoptee because i'm sure different people who are or are not adopted have these same characteristics or so it is kind of funny for me to like generalize but yeah it's a it's an interesting concept and i do appreciate the the push to do more and be better and things like that so yeah but uh Let's, I think we're going to wrap it up here because uh, the game's on. And
0: My attention is yeah. slowly drifting. Yeah, I'm drifting. sorry, guys. But I appreciate that question that was posed. It really made me think a lot abst- more abstractly into my life and your life and just talk about things that potentially... We're areas kind of, of like, struggle, right? Yeah, and, conflict
1: a little bit sometimes, and also
0: things that we're good at, which mm-hmm. is understanding, patience, seeing the world in a very like. For you, I think one of the things is that you you're very like passionate in the moment with your feelings, and I appreciate that because I I, I need to. See, it's nice to see that. Like for instance, you getting really mad at Maya because she's being like that with me. Mm-hmm. It's really nice to see that that passion and that like understanding of of the situation sometimes in a I different feel like way.
1: I Also think like so low of yourself you're like it's cool she just kicked me it's cool i probably deserved it and i'm like yo you would not you don't ever deserve that but you understand where mm-hmm. she's coming from i understand
0: yeah it's weird i understand that i don't understand you know like as somebody who has grown up in a split home
1: yeah a lot of feelings with yeah. that that
0: i do not understand but all i can be there is like
1: be patient and not and let supportive
0: it be and not personal. taken personal yeah. yeah because i know it's it's so fucked right it's like you're yeah. it's like you as a as a parent you need to have one hand tied behind your back at all times because whatever you do will hurt them 50 billion times harder than what they're hurting you with. Mm-hmm. So them saying like, I hate you, it might hurt you fucking to death. But if you ever said that to them, it's the, oh my God, yeah. you will destroy their childhood. They will remember that
1: for the rest of their lives. Oh God, yeah. Because I remember things that were said out of anger and to this day it's, it's with me, but. I've also been, like, strong enough to, like, talk to my parents about it, too, which I'm super proud of. I'm, like, all smiley because, like, when things were said, I, I did tell them down the line. I'm like, hey, you remember you said that? I said, I can't. I would never. And I said, no, you did <laughs> Like, oh, my God. I can't believe it. But it's all right. We all learn and grow up from our mistakes. But, yes, let's uh, wrap it up here. And sorry I interrupted you. No worries. <laughs> no
0: worries. I do that a lot with you. And I apologize. But uh, yeah, no, I think this was a great talk. I think um, and if anyone has other topics uh, that they would like us to share, um, we're totally opened. No, no uh, topic is on. or closed. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be about like,
1: adoption all the time. I was actually just like, sorry, let me just have like one more comment. Yeah. <laughs> I keep trying to like close it up. But I was thinking about this the other day is that. I love talking about things related to being adopted because we are adopted but I also like talking about things that aren't necessarily about adoption too although sometimes we can always relate it interweave these webs together because that's a part of us but I also just want to say that because you're adopted doesn't mean that your entire life has to be profound around that subject because I think for such a long time I was so obsessed with being adopted that it and and maybe this you can take it as a positive thing like you can be kind of obsessed or really I think your life is completely surrounded by that thought of being adopted maybe you can do positive things with it but it really that like put me into a hole like it was very detrimental to my mindset and it made me just feel like I was completely lost all the time every single time I thought about it and it took control of my life and it's okay if, if sometimes you just don't, don't put all of your focus on that and just say like, yes, I am adopted, but that's a part of me. And I'm also like an artist too. That's a part of me too. I'm also like an avid swimmer. That's a part of me. I also like to run. I also like to do these other things and that doesn't need to be linked to me being adopted at all, but it's, it's okay. And I guess that's, that's just kind of what I was thinking about the other
0: day too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting too because like, um, I find that like I I I try so hard not to tell people I'm adopted. I am just Sam, but I, I find myself so many times like maybe it is because I'm such a like deep person that they people want to know such interesting questions like so you're Jewish, but but I'm some that's very interesting and I'm just like all right. This all putting things together. I'm adopted. <laughs> <It> knows, <laughs> oh, that makes so much sense. So it's like unwantingly kind of having to say it. But it's like, all right, whatever. Been Yeah, I feel before. like
1: sometimes I just like to use it because it's like an interesting topic. And when I feel like I don't know what else to talk about, I know what to talk about when it comes to being adopted. So it's just kind of like a conversation starter. But anyways, guys, let's just wrap it up. And we will talk again next week.
0: Yep. Go Raiders. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So far, it's 0-3, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His mood will be based off if they win or lose. So let's just cross the fingers. Yeah, so stay tuned for reactions later.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See you next time. All right. Peace.